at a conference, we had the opportunity to meet Marilyn, and immediately there was a connection there. You can just tell when those connections are there. And, and those are divine appointments where God makes a connection, not just as friends, but also a connection in ministry. And, uh, and in the, over the course of these several years, as we've come to know her better and see what God does through her and watch her here, uh, I've come to have more and more of a respect and admiration for this amazing lady because she goes places I trust God never calls me to go to and does things in some cases all by herself. And I've heard some testimonies, and I'll sure share some of them, of some amazingly impossible situations in which she found herself. She shared one of them yesterday here at the, at the seminar we had yesterday and the strength and boldness that is in this lady. But it's a great testimony that no matter who you are, no matter what your circumstances, when you obey God and you answer the call of God on your life, God will be there with you, and he will give you the boldness. He'll give you whatever you need. So very often what happens is people will sense God's got something for me to do, and then they'll look at themselves and say, well, I'm not adequate for that. Guess what? None of us are adequate for what God's... If you think you're adequate for what God's called you to do, you don't know what God's called you to do yet. I heard one teacher say, if, if, in fact, he's coming next year, that if, it, if God's call doesn't keep you up at night, you haven't heard what God's called you to do yet. But God, when you step out of your comfort zone, when you're willing to do it, God's grace and his ability is doing there. So I have a tremendous admiration for her and her faithfulness to God's call in her life. And we just want to welcome here again one of our friends, a good friend of FCC, uh, to minister to us under whatever God wants to do this morning, our dear sister Marilyn Newbauer. Would you welcome her, please? Well, good morning. Good morning. You may be seated. And thank you, Pastor John and Anita, for having me come. It's always an honor to be here, and um, it's such a warm, friendly, happy church. <laughs> and, you know, you guys have uh, awesome pastors, and I just want to encourage you to always pray for your pastors. Because I travel all around the world, and, and uh, you do have awesome pastors. And again, I'm just very honored and grateful to be here. And Father, we thank you so much for your ever-presence. We thank you, Lord, that we truly can come boldly into your throne room. And we can come as often as we want. And we can stay as long as we want. And the devil has no entry in that place. And it's just you with us. We thank you for that place. And we thank you that there's no human being that can stop us from coming in to that place. Lord, thank you that there's no law, there's no person, no human being can stop us from coming into your presence. And we thank you today, Lord, that we always can walk in the warm sunlight of your love. And we thank you, Lord, too, that as we look into your word today, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will reveal and unfold truth. Help us, Lord, to see what perhaps we didn't see the time before. Or help us to hear what perhaps we didn't hear the time before. Lord, anoint us to hear and to see and to receive all that you have for us today. And, Father, we truly give you all the praise and all the glory. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. 
as Pastor John was saying, I do travel all around the world. I've actually preached in, uh, I think it's 40 or 41 countries. I've been on every continent except the Antarctica. The penguins have not invited me yet. But uh, I have been to the Arctic. Matter of fact, one time in the Arctic, they had a heat wave of 50 below. And they had their windows open. And I thought, well, bloom where you're planted, I guess. You know? <laughs> but it just didn't quite compute with me. But um, as some of you know, uh, I'm a volunteer chaplain with the uh, police department where I live. I've been uh, a chaplain there for 14 years. And it's been quite an honor. And uh, uh, they work with my schedule because I travel all the time. But uh, one of my main assignments is that I travel. I ride in the police cars with the officers. I have my own full-fledged uniform, my own bulletproof vest. I look like the Hulk when I have to wear it. I don't like to wear it, but I, I do wear it. And uh, <laughs> But... Uh, the Lord, over the past several years, has opened a door for me. Yeah, that's me up there. But the Lord has opened a door for me <clears throat> to actually uh, speak to the police departments. <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, several other countries. I've spoken in in Germany and uh, Switzerland and Hungary. And uh, last year, I was invited to speak. Maybe I shared it with you last year. I was able to speak at a police conference with spirit-filled police officers. And uh, after I uh, ministered to them, and I, I spoke to them on how to listen to the Holy Spirit, because I said, your job is very dangerous, but because you're born again, you've got some inside information, inside information that you didn't pick up at the academy, so you need to know how to tap into that. And uh, that message is always so well received by them. And several more got filled with the Holy Ghost at the last meeting. I said, well, let's just all stand up and lift up our hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. And a whole room of police officers just praying in the Holy Ghost. It's just awesome. And then this past year, I was invited to minister to them in Hungary. And then a few weeks ago, I got an email to go to Serbia and minister for them. But I also was invited to uh, go back and speak to them in Slovakia. So um, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's awesome how God just continues to open doors and just makes a way where, you know, if you just, like Pastor John was saying, if you'll just say yes, you will be absolutely amazed what God will do in and through your life. Amen. All he wants is your availability. He's not looking about, he's not interested in how capable you are, how talented you are. He gave you that talent. He knows it. But he wants to see the open and the willing heart. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate something else that was said this morning about the love of God. You know, perfect love will cast out fear. Perfect love will cast out all inferiority, all insecurities. It'll cast out everything that is not of God. So you just need to always stay in the cocoon of his presence of love. Amen. This morning I'm going to speak to you uh, on healing. And you know, God is a spirit. And we have been created in his image. Amen. Therefore, we are to function from the realm of the spirit because we are spirit beings. That's why the Bible says that we are to walk by faith. We are to live by faith. And therefore, the eye of faith will see and must see what the natural eye does not yet see. The eye of faith sees first 
what the natural eye does not yet see. So once again, we must walk by faith and not by sight. And I always like to clarify that it means that we walk by truth and not by the facts. Because Jesus says, my words are truth. And see, his word has been forever settled in heaven, and it must be absolutely forever settled in our hearts. Truth must be settled, because truth will always trump facts. Amen. Always, always, always. Sometimes people ask me, well, how can I say I'm healed when my body says I'm sick? Well, the answer is so simple. Because it is written in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, by his stripes, you are healed. And 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes, you were healed. So if it says you are and you were, then honey, you is. (laughs) See, you have to see yourself as the word of God says you are because you have to live, walk, breathe, think in the realm of faith. Amen. So you have to see yourself according to the holy written word. Now, I want to look at the practical side for just a moment. And I want you to open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. In Proverbs chapter 4, I want to read something to you out of verse 13. It's a very important scripture. It says, take firm hold of what? Instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. You know, it is very important to know that God has instructions for us, and we need to follow his instructions. And if you will follow his instructions, your body will line up and receive healing. Now, I have here a little medicine bottle. I'm sure you all would recognize this as a medicine bottle. And when you go to a doctor, the doctor's going to give you a prescription. And you get that prescription filled, and the pharmacy gives it to you. And on that bottle, there will be a label. And that label is going to give you instructions on how to take this medicine. For example, it might say take three tablets, or take one tablet three times a day. And you might think, well, I don't want to have to remember to do it three times a day. So I'll just take all three of them once a day. Well, what have you done? You have changed the instructions. If you change the instructions, they just may not work for you. Or you might think, well, this was so expensive. I think I'll stretch it out. And I'll just do it every other day. Well, what have you done? You've changed the instructions again. And probably not going to work. Or you might think, this is so good. I know this is going to help me. I think I'll just take the whole thing at once and be done with it. (laughs) You'll be done all right. (laughs) See, if you don't follow the instructions, they're not going to. To work for you. Could it be possible that maybe we are not following all of the Lord's instructions? Could it be possible 
that we haven't done that. Now, let's look, continue in Proverbs chapter 4, and let's pick it up in verse 20. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Or you could say it like this. My son, give attention to my instructions. Incline your ear to my instructions. Do not let my instructions depart from your eyes, but keep my instructions in the middle of your heart. For they, my instructions, are life to those that find them and health. One translation says it's medicine to all your flesh. See, God could have chosen anything to be the medicine for the human body. That was his prerogative. But he chose to have his holy written word to be the medicine. And God's word, this holy written word, is filled to overflowing with God himself. This is God himself. He is the medicine. He is the healer. Amen. And then in verse 23, it says, keep or guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. What are we to guard our heart against? The facts. Because facts will breed fear and fear is the enemy of your faith. And we have to live by faith. So we don't want anything to weaken or diminish our faith because you're always going to be confronted with two reports, the truth or the facts. I never speak against doctors. I don't talk against medicine because God uses doctors. He uses medicine. But the doctor can only give you the facts. Jesus, the healer, gives you truth. Jesus is the healer. Amen. And all things are possible with the healer. So truth will always trump facts when it's infused, infused with faith. Amen. So going back again to looking at God's instructions, it says his word is medicine to our flesh. It's not kind of like medicine. It's not sort of like medicine. It is medicine. And if you think about it, it really makes sense. Because who made this human body? Who made it? God made this body. Whose word is this? God's word. So God made the human body, and he gave us his word. So when he made the human body, he knew that after the fall of man, this human body is going to be subject to sickness and disease. So he made the human body to respond to his word as medicine to heal the body. Both from God, the human body's from God, the word of God is from God. So this human body made by God has an assignment from the throne room to receive 
his medicine to heal it. And his word written by him, he gave it an assignment to heal his body, both from God. Therefore, the human body made by God will never reject God's medicine. And God's medicine coming from God will never reject the human body. They have an assignment to work together. Now, is that not simple? Is that not easy to believe? It's just like seed and soil. God made the seed and God made the soil. And when you put that seed in that ground, that soil receives, that soil responds to that seed to bring a harvest. And that soil will never reject the seed, and the seed will never reject the soil. They both also have an assignment to work together, just like your body and his word have an assignment to work together. Amen? It's just like maybe your car. You might have, you might have a Toyota. Well, a Toyota parts are made for a Toyota car. A BMW parts made for a BMW. God's medicine made for God's body. Simple, simple, simple. See, we've got to keep things simple. Sometimes we complicate things too much. That's why it's so critical to just always stay in his love. Because the love of God gave us his word. It's the love of God that made us into his image. Amen. Now, I want you to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 in verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. It says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You are his temple. Do you think for one minute, knowing that God and Jesus live in heaven, a beautiful place, gold streets, gates of pearl, beautiful, so beautiful we can't even begin to even... Begin to imagine how beautiful it is. God and Jesus live in there, live there. Do you think for one minute that he would want the other third of himself to live in a crippled, mangled, sick, deformed temple? No, not at all. That's why he said, you glorify me in your body and in your spirit because they're mine. So if you ever question, does God want me healed? Absolutely, because he bought your body. It belongs to him. So let's look back now at his instructions. Going back to verse uh, 20 in Proverbs 4. Attend to my instructions. That means you need to pay very close attention. Now, if you were to go to a restaurant, maybe on a Friday night or a Saturday night, and it's really busy... You could close your eyes and know that the place is packed with people, right? Because you could hear people talking. 
But you're only listening. You're only paying attention to the people at your table. I can remember sometimes my daughter would tell my grandson, do not leave your jacket on the school bus. She'd say, are you listening to me? And he'd say, yes, I heard you. And she said, no, I don't want to know if you heard me. I want to know, did you listen to me? Did you pay attention to what I said? So you can hear people in the restaurant all day long, but you're only listening to the ones at your table. That's what the Lord is saying. You listen to me. You pay attention to me. Yes, you're going to hear all kinds of sounds. You're going to hear all kinds of negative reports. You're going to have all kinds of flooding reports coming to you. You're going to hear and feel all kinds of symptoms. And he said, but I want you to pay attention to my instructions. Forget about all the other things that you can hear. Listen. Just listen to what I'm saying to you. He said, incline your ear to my report. So if we have our ear involved, that means we're going to have to hear something. And how are we going to hear unless something has been spoken? So not only is the ear involved, now the mouth has to be involved. And it's not just what you hear the pastor speak on Sunday. It's what you hear yourself say day after day after day after day. Amen. So the mouth has to speak. And the ear and the mouth are very closely connected in following God's instructions. And then it says, do not, do not let my words Do not let my instructions depart from your eyes. You see, there's just something that happens when you look at this holy written word. And you read, and the Lord says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will exalt the valleys for you. I will make the mountains low for you. I will make your crooked places smooth. Nothing will ever separate you from my love. He said, you are the apple of my eye. He said, I am your very present help in time of trouble. When you read that something, just something happens. It's just like um, perhaps someone that's in the military, a man's over there perhaps in Afghanistan, and he gets a letter from home. He gets a letter from his wife, and he opens that up and he reads that. He can probably even smell her hand lotion. And she says, honey, we miss you. Johnny wants to know, when is Daddy coming home to play catch? Sally wants to know, when's he coming home? I'm coloring all these pictures for Daddy. When's Daddy coming home? We miss Daddy. Honey, the church is praying for you. I love you. we, We miss you so much. Do you think for one minute that he would take that letter, read it once, and throw it aside? Mm. He's going to be so careful with that, put that in his pocket, and every opportunity he has, he's going to read it. Pretty soon he's got it memorized. Do you think he's going to stop reading it? 
You think he's just going to sit there and just think about it? Mm, no. There's just something that happens when he reads that love letter. There's something that happens when you read this love letter to you. And knowing that it cost Jesus his life to give it to us. So the Lord says, you keep it before your eyes. And then keep it in the middle of your heart. So we have the ear gate, the eye gate, the mouth gate, and the heart gate are all involved in following God's instructions. And from the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So that's why when you put it in your eyes and you've got it in your ears, then it's going to get into your spirit. It's going to get into your heart. And from the abundance of the heart, then those words are going to come out of your mouth. Those healing words are going to come out of your mouth because they are spirit and you are spirit. And you must speak them from your spirit and God puts life on them. Amen. So that's why it's critical that you follow all the instructions. We go around sometimes and we just quote scriptures and nothing wrong with that. But are you following all the instructions or only one-fourth of the instructions? You got to follow all the instruction. Amen. And you know, there's some times where you just need to close your eyes. And you stay in the presence of the Lord until this word becomes real on the inside of you. There's a price to pay. There's some effort involved. But you want to stay in his presence because the ear of faith has to hear what the eye of faith sees. Your ear has to hear By his stripes I am healed. I will not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Himself bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. My health shall be restored speedily. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Your ear of faith must hear what the eye of faith sees. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You have to see the invisible. So again, ear gate, eye gate, mouth gate, heart gate, all involved in the instructions. It says in Luke 6:45, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, he brings forth good, he brings forth good, or we could say he brings forth the healing medicine of the Lord. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, he brings forth evil. He brings forth the facts, doubt, and unbelief. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we know we will have what we say. Amen. Do you know that death is not in the power of cancer? Death is in the power of the tongue. Not in the power of cancer. So by design, we are created to walk by faith, walk by truth, and not by facts. Amen. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, I want to read this to you. It says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, they have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh, or we could say facts, is death. And that word death means defeat. 
You can be saved, filled, and defeated. I want to be saved, filled, and triumphant, don't you? So in order to be saved, filled, and triumphant, the mind must be governed by the spirit. Because it is spirit, and it is life, and it is peace. But we do live in two realms. We live in the spiritual realm, and we also live in the natural realm. And we know we need to live according to the spirit realm. But you know, pain is real. Sickness and disease, it is real. And there are times when your body begins to scream out in pain. And those negative reports begin to flood in. And those symptoms continue to increase. And you know you're supposed to be focused on the realm of the spirit. But you know when your body screams so loud and that natural realm is so loud and so active, sometimes it can be a real challenge, can't it? It's almost like warfare. You know you're supposed to be operating in the the realm of the spirit, but sometimes it can be really hard. Amen? Truthfully, it can be hard. We have to be real, don't we? So what are you going to do when you know you need to be governed by the spirit, but yet that natural realm is just so loud? What are you going to do? Well, first thing, and according to 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every single negative thought, every bit of fear, you take that captive. One of the ways you do that, you just start praising God. You just start praising. You just start dancing in that room. Amen. But another thing I want you to look at in Jude, Jude 20, Jude 20, it says, you build yourself up and you pray in the Holy Ghost and then stay In the love of God. Uh, Once again, perfect love is going to cast out all that fear. Perfect love is going to cast out that doubt and unbelief because it's going to come. It's going to come. Amen. But we have the victory is on our side. Amen. So you need to keep yourself built up and pray. I can't emphasize how important it is that you pray in the Holy Ghost All the time because it's going to strengthen your faith and it will weaken the fear. It will help diminish fear and doubt and unbelief. Stay in his presence. I'm telling you, when you get into that throne room of God, you come into that secret place and you start building yourself up. And you come back out and if you have one ounce, just one ounce of fear... Just one more ounce of doubt and unbelief, you get right back in that secret place. You go right back in there, and you stay there, and you stay there. You stay there as long as you have to stay until that word becomes real. You stay there until you begin to see with the eye of faith, I is healed. You stay there. You stay there. Oh, yes, it takes effort. It does take effort, but, oh, it's worth it all. It is so worth it all. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the 
Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, not only are you building yourself up, but you are tapping in to the arena of the answer. It might be a mystery to you what's going on in your body. Maybe the doctor has said to you, well, we don't know what's going on. It's not a mystery to the Holy Ghost. It is not a mystery to the revealer of secrets. So you need to tap in to that revealer. You know, when you, it's just imagine a big circle. When you're praying to God, let's imagine God's at the top and we're at the bottom and the Holy Spirit uh, is on both sides for illustration's sake. And when I pray in the Holy Ghost, from the depths of my spirit, the Holy Spirit takes my prayer all the way up to the throne room of God. And it says, the, li- the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and he always hears my prayers. you got to know that you know that you know he hears your prayers. And when he hears your prayer, he is going to answer. And when he answers, he's going to answer via the Holy Spirit. And it says in John 16, 3, 13, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you into healing. He will show you what you need to know. And he will not speak on his own authority, but he will only speak what he heard the father tell him to tell you. You can trust the Holy Ghost. So the Father is going to speak to you via the Holy Spirit. And when you're praying in tongues, don't be focusing on vacation or a grocery list. You focus on the words that the Holy Spirit is creating out of you. Because not only are you talking to God, but there might be one word You know, just one word from God will change your life forever. You might just get one word, and he's going to give you the interpretation of that one word. That might be the only, you know, it's amazing how one word from God is like a whole chapter. (laughs) It's like a whole chapter in one word. So when you're praying, you want to listen. You want to pay attention Because, you know, sometimes we just go around just praying in tongues, not even focusing. Stay focused because you're tapping in to the arena of the answer. How, How marvelous is that, that the Holy Ghost lives in us. One-third of the Godhead that God has imparted, one-third of himself to live inside of us. And he's going to talk to us, and you can trust what you hear the Holy Spirit say because he is the spirit of truth. He only knows the truth. He only interacts with truth. And another way why you can trust the Holy Spirit is because he is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Do you know because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us that we have the ability to live a clean life? Not perfect, but clean, clean, glory. We need to kind of pick up the pace a little bit, I think. 
so that the world can see, ooh, there's some clean people over there. Amen. Amen. So you want to tap in to the realm of the answer. Tap in because Jesus knows there's no, there's no mystery with them. But again, you may have to go in and out, in and out, but you get in there till you can see yourself as the Word of God says you are. And yes, it takes effort. I want you to look at uh, the Gospel of Mark. Is this helping you today? In Mark chapter 9, you know, sometimes people don't like to do all this stuff. I don't want to follow all those instructions. And Well, you know what? I, if you think that this is too much of an effort, then shame on you. It cost Jesus his life. Now, in Mark chapter 9, we, always, we know that so many places we can read where Jesus went alone to be with the Father. And he always went alone up into a mountain. He just liked, he just liked the mountains. And Peter, James, and John, well, they're fishermen. They're down there at the shore. But in chapter 9, in verse 2, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up onto a high mountain. Not just a normal mountain, but on this particular day, Jesus chose to go to a high mountain. And he's taken three fishermen with him. Now he's used to climbing the mountains, but they're not. They're probably a huffing and a puffing halfway up that mountain. And perhaps Peter is saying, Jesus, are we there yet? I mean, are we there yet? It took effort for Peter, James, and John to get to the top of that high mountain. But oh, was it worth it all. And when they got there, they were able to witness the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, did they know it was worth it all. It takes effort. But things happen on the mountaintop that do not happen in the valley below. There are things that happen on the mountaintop that do not happen in the valley below. And it takes effort to get to that mountain. It takes effort to spend time in the secret place because in the natural we have so many destructions. But oh, if you'll just take that time, it is worth it all. Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of Christ or the word of truth dwell in you how? Richly. How are you going to know if it's in you richly? Well, you need to feed on truth. You need to feed on truth over and over and over. Time and time again, you've got to feed your spirit on truth. You know, I go to bed every night uh, with my iPad and I listen to a sermon. Uh, several months ago, I thought, what is wrong with my iPad? I can't even hardly hear it anymore. I, so I took it to the Apple store. I said, something's wrong with my iPad. I can't get the volume. They said, well, I don't know what, what happened to your iPad. So they ran it through some tests, and they said, well, what do you do with this thing? You wore out the speakers. I said, I didn't know I could wear out the speakers. They said, 
yeah, you, you must listen. I said, well, I listen to about three hours every night. He said, well, no wonder. I said, well, I didn't know I could wear it out. I go to bed listening to the word every night. And you know what else I do? On my nightstand, I have a, a pen and a piece of paper. Not just a piece of paper. I actually have my little notebook there. And I expect the Holy Spirit to wake me up. Because I've gone to bed with the word, so that is so fresh. And you know, sometimes people have trouble sleeping at night. You won't have trouble sleeping if you're listening to the word. And you know what? Sometimes while you're listening to it, and this happens very frequently, you'll fall asleep. But you know what fell asleep? Just your body, not your spirit. The Lord never sleeps nor slumbers, and he's a spirit, and so are you. So your spirit is still awake. And so in the middle of the night, the Holy Ghost starts speaking to my spirit. And I wake up. Sometimes I don't open my eyes. I never turn on the light. And I just reach over for my pad of paper and my pen. If I turn on the light, immediately I will be distracted with pictures and curtains. There's no need to open my eyes. I don't need to see anything. I'm seeing from within. So I begin to write down what the Holy Spirit is telling me. It might be one word. It could be half a sermon. It could be anything. But if I don't write it down... I may not remember it because it didn't come in my mind. It came in my spirit. So always write it down. Oh, and it looks pretty scribbly in the morning. (laughs) But that's okay because, you know, just kind of come down a ways and come down a ways and come down a ways and keep writing. You don't want to miss what he says to you. But there's just something that if you'll go to bed with the word of God, and I know sometimes um, it's easy for me because... I live alone, so I'm not bothering anybody. But if you can both get on the same page and listen to a sermon or maybe one wants to listen to praise and worship, put the earplugs in. But you know what? It's worth it all. It is so worth it all. But feed on truth every night. You know, people that can't go to sleep, you'll go to sleep. You're not because your mind isn't on all this other stuff that's going on throughout the day or what you're going to have to do tomorrow. But how are you really going to know? How am I really going to know if I have the word in me richly? You know how you're going to know that? Because all of a sudden, you're going to be able to see with the eye of faith. And you're going to see, I is healed. And you will know that you know that you know. All doubt, unbelief, all wavering is gone. And you will know you have come to the place where you are beginning to see with the eye of faith. Amen? Amen. You've got to get to that place. So I want to encourage you to speak much in the Holy Spirit. Strengthen your faith. Let that fear be diminished. Speak and spend much time in the secret place. Again, you can go as often as you want. You can stay as long as you want. There's no expiration date. (laughs) You can just go there all the time and nobody can stop you. It's impossible. God made prayer 
and communicating with him in such a way that it doesn't matter if they have a law. It doesn't matter if it's a, a government. It doesn't matter who it is. They can't stop you. Isn't that amazing how God says, you're going to be able to talk to me and it'll be impossible for anybody or anything to stop you. So stay, stay there as long. Just stay in his presence until you know that you know that you know. Stay there until that word of God is so real on the inside of you. Takes effort, yes, but it is worth it all. Amen. I want you to say this with me. I believe God's medicine is for me today. God's medicine is healing my body today. I am designed to believe God's word. I am designed to live and walk by faith. I decree in Jesus' name. I is healed. Amen. Does this help you this morning?